الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون إنما يتذكر أولو الألباب صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له به طريقا إلى الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of deen Mothers and sisters in Islam MashaAllah those who have returned to Madrasa this year and are currently engaged in the study and learning of deen and perhaps together with that some life skills for the purpose of fulfilling whatever one's day to day functions are so primarily we have come back to a deeni madrasa we have come back to a deeni environment where the knowledge of deen is being imparted and where the primary object is that how we can become good Muslims how we can become the true servants of Allah Taala. so perhaps a few people have come for the first time few students may have come for the first time to this madrasa but the rest would have been here from previously and are familiar with the discussions that have taken place over the last year and the objective of being in such a place but nevertheless this is something that requires revision, requires refreshing requires that we keep reminding ourselves of what our objective is and not just at the beginning of the year but this is something that we need to keep refreshing throughout the year so therefore today we will just discuss again the same lessons that why are we here maybe somebody has an active intention for being here especially those in the bigger grades in what we call the Jamaat classes others are just sent by their parents and they just come along they may not have any input in the matter, they may not even have had been asked by their parents that which place you want to go to because their parents know better where they want to send them whatever the reasons are so the parents in general whichever institution the parents are sending a child to, whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else, they are not necessarily going to ask a small child who is going to be in grade 1, grade 2, grade 3, that you want to go here or go there they have the various aspects at mind for which they are making a certain choice but then towards the higher grades and as we call them the Jamaat classes especially a lot sometimes is on the choice of the student as well so now you are here maybe somebody had come because of their parents they had no choice somebody despite their parents not wanting them to be here are here because of their own choice 
So in any case, whether it was because of somebody else having just made us come here, or whether we are here for our own, on our own choice, we have come here willingly, we have come here because we wanted to be here, the question is that what have we come for? Whether our parents sent us and we just came along, now that we are here, why are we here? And if we chose to be here, why did we choose to be here? Maybe somebody might have chosen to be here because their friends are here. So they feel more comfortable around their friends. So that is not any good reason to choose a place. Just because my friends are in a certain place, that is where I should be. That is not a good enough reason to make that choice. Some might be here merely because I've come here because, well, it's just convenient. So that is also not a good enough reason. The reason that we should have and which we should bring very deep down into our hearts, and if we didn't have this in our hearts and minds up to now, then this is what we need to now implant in that heart and mind of ours. That we are here for the purpose for which this institution was established. We are not here for any other purpose. Everything else is secondary. So we are here for what this place has been established. And if our intention has been something else, then we need to now realign that intention. We need to correct it. We need to bring it back online. What was this institution established for? It was established primarily to impart deen and to make the students, inshallah, into good Muslimas so that they may live their lives in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with them, that they live their lives according to the knowledge that they will acquire and they will become good role models for their own children later in time, right now in fact for their families or even their parents for their siblings for their extended families they'll become good role models in the sense of becoming those who inspire others by their actions, by their words by their manner by their character, they inspire others towards becoming better people inspire others towards acting in a better way towards behaving in a better way was becoming more conscious of deen. This is the purpose for which this institution was established. And on a secondary level, <clears throat> on a very secondary level, to take care of whatever the day-to-day -day needs are in terms of what skills might be necessary to be able to fulfill the functions. For example, now a girl is going to grow up, one day she's going to be a housewife, she'll be a mother, so now she needs to run her home. She needs to, for that, know how to read and write, needs to how to know how to count. She needs to know how to multiply and divide correctly. So that if there's some meal she is preparing and the ingredients say that this must be so much and that you must put half of this and something else quarter of it. And she doesn't know what's dividing half of it and quarter of it, she might multiply it. So instead of putting half, she might put double. So then that meal, how it will turn out that might be something to really look into because it will be a very very it might make the headline somewhere so why? because she didn't know how to even count divide, subtract, multiply 
So obviously, to know how to run her life, she needs to sow something, she needs to know how to go about it correctly, etc. So that is the purpose of these secondary aspects. To equip each one to fulfill their basic function in life. But the primary thing we've come for is to acquire this knowledge of deen and to acquire this deen itself. Now, if we didn't have this intention, then we need to make it now. And this is extremely important, it is crucial. Without this intention, it's going to be very difficult for us to acquire this objective. If a person's mind is already set up, I didn't come for all this. I came just because I'm here. I came just because my friends are here. I came just because, well, my parents sent me, I had no choice in the matter, I got, well, that's it. Then the time will pass and no matter what is taught to us, it's very unlikely that we are going to take the true benefit of it. And whether it's the terbiya talks, whether it is the talim that takes place in the madrasa, whether it is the lessons that are imparted to us during the various subjects, whatever it might be, it will all just generally fly over us because we are not really wanting to take it. If somebody is being fed something, like a child, very often might have noticed something like this, somebody is trying to feed a child and that child is insistent on not eating. The child shuts his mouth, he pushes whatever is being put forward to him and you can try but sometimes the parents, the mother fails that this child is just refusing to eat. So now, let alone prepare the food for the child, that morsel is made up and that morsel is picked up and brought right to the mouth of the child and in fact sometimes that mother might even chew it already, pre-chew that muscle and now he's being now fed to the child, open your mouth and just take it in it's all almost chewed already but if the child refuses to open his mouth now so it's not going to go into his stomach so likewise many a times whatever is imparted to us there's a lot of effort behind it there's a lot of work that has been done before that lesson could be delivered to us. Sometimes there's a, a lot of thinking behind it. It's like being pre-chewed so that we may be able, able to just digest it very easily. But then if we refuse to open our mouth and take it in, in this case our heart, we are not prepared to open our heart and accept this teaching, accept this, that look, this is for my benefit. I need to take this. I need to digest this. If we don't take it, we don't open our heart to it, we already got our preconceived mind. Now, there's a discussion taking place, and now we see this discussion has, for example, gone on to the harms of social media. Now, we already close our mind to it. This is, I'm not interested in this. So, let alone the Mu'allima is giving us any nasihat and advice on this, or parents giving us any advice, or any other Alim coming to give us some advice, some very senior scholar coming to give us advice. In fact, the whole world can get together and try to give us that advice. All the best and senior most ulama of the world can come. But if we refuse to open our heart, we already shut our heart out. We've already closed our minds to it. I'm not going to bother about this. This, they can carry on talking, they can carry on telling me whatever it is, but this, my mind is closed to it. Allah forbid that this mind can get closed in such a way that it can become a problem for even us to open it later. Sometimes it happens that a person now shut their minds out, they don't want to listen to the good, they don't want to take the advice of their parents, they think their parents are 
against them. Unfortunately, these kind of things from time to time come up because somebody didn't get their own way. Or somebody wanted to do something, whatever they wanted to do. They didn't get their own way because their parents wanted it to happen differently. Or somebody wanted to dress in a certain way. But the parent won't allow it that this, dress is, this kind of dressing is not right. This kind of dressing is immodest. It is, in fact, shameless. But now, they were insistent on doing it differently. So finally, the parent put their foot down. Sorry, it's not going to happen. So now, what is the uh, repercussion of that for the parents? The parents say, get this sometimes. And from time to time, we hear these kind of things. It's not something isolated. That the parents now, because now they stopped that immoral dressing, maybe somebody wanted a smartphone also, the parent refused to give that smartphone, and uh, any kind of phone for that matter, and somebody wanted to go and spend the night out with their, meaning stay at their friend's house somewhere, parents said, sorry, you don't go to stay anybody's house anywhere, because this is something we will never allow, and our daughter will stay under our roof or where we are. So now, three, four things happen like this, so what is the conclusion that the child draws regarding her parents my parents hate me these kind of comments we get by email etc my parents hate me my parents are against me my parents have no concern for me my parents don't bother about me why? because they don't want me to have a smartphone or any phone for that matter they don't want me to dress in the kind of dressing that I want to dress they don't want me to allow they don't allow me to have a night at my friend's place they don't want this or that they don't want me to go to the souk they don't want me to go to some other whatever so my parents are against me my parents hate me my parents A, B, C, D, till Z and more than that also now what is all this about? because we closed our heart to accepting any nasihat and it's only that what we desire we want to do so anybody no matter it can be our parents our muallimas anybody else, our friends, whoever might be the person that's advising us, if anybody is advising us, they are against us. So we already shut our hearts and minds to it, we are not going to take any benefit from it. That is what will happen, because Nabi Islam says, what intention a person has, that is what they will get. Now up front, this is the intention made, that I am not interested in this, the social media story, don't tell me about it, I know better. Somebody is now giving us some advice about watching movies, etc. And this is very harmful. And nowadays we keep hearing about even worse things. That these are just not just movies. These are character destroying elements. They are movies which are actually inciting every kind of evil. But it's meant to be like some kind of just plaything. And they are games. They are kind of online games. Which are meant to finish off destroying that person's mind in a way where the person becomes evil minded meaning thinking of how to rob, how to cheat how to do people down how to get involved in haram how to get involved in illicit relationships and all these kind of things they are novels that have been designed in that manner these are not things happening haphazardly recently there was some very big debate where some uh, one of the people who are in one of the very very famous smartphone applications or there are people who are, who are the manufacturers of certain things so this was part of the board of directors some people raised an objection 
that what we are developing is addictive and therefore it's bad because it's addictive now this only reason that it's addictive whereas we know it's more than that also even if somebody doesn't become addicted it's already destroying the akhlaq now some people said but this is addictive so the person who is the chairman of the board said no if it's addictive it's good because that's good for profits now this is the point that we need to understand very carefully that there are people out there who want to make just money at any expense and the way that they make more money is by corrupting people because when people get corrupted they look at more haram for example so the more they look at haram the more these people's revenues keep increasing because they are going to make the money out of it the more people get caught up in this watching movies the more their money will run so they will make the addictive it will be like a serial so it must keep continuing it won't finish off because now once something finished off it maybe won't come back so now there must be a follow up it must be something that now will lead to the next episode and then the third and the fifth and the twentieth it won't finish off why? because as long as there are people who are watching there are others getting rich over that now if this person is going to become very morally conscious this person is going to become very upright then he's going to stop watching these things he's going to stop looking at other filthy things etc stop getting involved in social media then what will be the case some people's revenue won't increase they won't make money out of it so now they have to implant things that will corrupt they have to make things that will change a person's mind and heart and then many a person says no it didn't affect me it didn't affect you really take a little analysis of yourself are you speaking correctly talk think about it take a little account of yourself within your the circle of your friends not to your muallima your parents etc your circle of your friends your close friends what is your language are you talking clean language or filthy language if not all the time occasionally where did this come from it just came from nowhere a child was born and was brought up in a good home they learn this kind of language no they picked it up from somewhere so where it came from so it's not that it's not affecting it's affecting the language it's affecting the thoughts people are come and report that well I sent a selfie of myself meaning a right or whatever I sent a so called selfie which is all this is haram this digital photography too is haram there is no way that we can justify this if the picture is haram then this digital photography is a walking talking picture then this should be even more serious whatever the technology behind it it has advanced the effects one was drawing with the hand then it became more advanced with a camera a conventional camera all our ulama all the fuqaha of kabir deoban right through across the board all declared that this is totally haram impermissible this is just an advanced manner of drawing with the hand that was drawing with the hand this is with the click of a button the rest is done within that instrument of the camera and this is the picture so animate things obviously not inanimate animate things human beings animals etc it's not permissible at all that conventional camera now has advanced to a digital camera and that which was a still photograph which was haram declared by everybody has now become a walking and talking picture so now that basis on which that was haram has now just become even more intensified now all the other technical discussions in its place 
But this is the simple way to understand this reality. So in any case now, this is the harm now when people are taking it for granted. So now many a girl sometimes writes, I sent a selfie of myself. Why? Because my friends, somebody spread it and somebody was sending something somewhere. So I sent a selfie but I wasn't even dressed correctly in that. And I just sent it to so and so. Then from there it went to the next person. And now, Nauzubillah, so many others got it. It's gone what they call viral. Allah knows best all these things. How it happens. Now, where did this start off from? It just happened by chance, just out of the blue. Who, how did a girl get the courage to take a photograph of herself and pass it on to somebody else? And that too, she herself is admitting that I wasn't appropriately dressed in that time. Doesn't make it any different if she was appropriately dressed. But now the point that we are getting at is that what level does one have to stoop to? What gutter level? Does one have to stoop to to get to this point? Now to fall in that gutter and get to this point, can it just happen in a flash of a second? It just that a person was not uh, knowing what to do, so out of the blue the person just did this? No, it's a process. It's something that finally broke down the morals over time. A person, a girl especially, is naturally very shy. She is modest. This is a inborn quality in every human being and especially in every woman especially the growing up child the girl this is a very very deep characteristic and a quality in every girl and for her to say some word which is inappropriate also is like a very big thing and the first time that if it got blurted out of her mind of her, of her mouth she would have still been very embarrassed about it though now she picked it up somewhere and by chance it came out of her mouth. She'll be very embarrassed. But now what happens is, one time embarrassed, second time the embarrassment went little lower, because now everybody's, she's in a circle of friends that are talking like this, they are posting things to one another of this nature, and now she's reading things which others are posting which are vulgar. So now she's reading that vulgarity so many times. <coughs> so now to speak it starts becoming easier. So now it changed her language. If it didn't change her language, think about it. Did it change your thinking? Did you have that kind of boldness in you to be able to make a advance towards somebody by means of social media, a message, a WhatsApp, or whatever the case might have been? Could that have been the case previously, few years back? No. But now, if yes, then there's a major problem. There's a very major problem. Now the issue is where this problem came from. So now the problem came from whatever the person was watching, from whatever the person had been caught up in, etc. But then why did that get to this point? Because the heart and mind was closed towards accepting nasihat. This brings us back to our discussion. Where we started off from, that how important this nasihat is, this advice is, and to take it with an open heart. But if we switched off already, if you've already decided this not doesn't apply to me, I'm not interested in it. You can carry on uh, singing from the rooftops, but I'm not going to be taking any interest in this because this doesn't bother me. I didn't come here for all this. I just came here now, my parents insisted I come. Oh, I don't want to be at home and my friends are here, so I'm going to come. So fine, let me enjoy life now. 
I, whatever work has to be done, some homework has to be done, I got to learn something, I'll do that. But I don't come for all this. I'll just come because I want to just now have time with my friends, etc. So if that is going to be the mindset, that is going to be the objective, that is going to be the way that we, ha- we are approaching something, then Allah forbid this opportunity that we have to be able to mold our lives in accordance with the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and this opportunity that we have to build our akhirat from now this opportunity that we have to make our future lives of dunya now because what is going to be molded in our hearts and minds now is going to affect our life in the next step we're going to have to move on in life somebody is 14, somebody is 15, 16, 17 whatever it might be now this 13, 14 we're not going to remain forever every day is ticking and next year will be 14, then will be 15, 16 suddenly we are now parents want to get us married, etc., whatever it is, we're going to move on in the next phase of life. Now, if somebody, for example, has grown up in a way, just as an example now, somebody has grown up in a way that they just simply cannot bear the slightest bit of heat. Now, this is an example to understand a concept. Because forever, they were in a cooled place. If it was, for example, in Madrasa, they were in a air-conditioned classroom. Now, from the classroom, their car came to pick them up. The air-con was already all cooled down. If the car was cooled down, the air-con full blast. And from the car into the house, house fully air-conditioned. Now, somebody is growing up like this. Seven years, eight years, nine years, ten years. They've never ever... Now, everybody experiences some heat here and there. For example, this particular child never experienced heat. It's winter, then it's winter, and if it's summer, then it's like winter also for the child because it's aircon is on all the time everywhere. And the child just never happened by chance to be anywhere where there was some heat. Now the child grew up, 15 years old, 18 years old, now the child got married. This girl got married now. Now she came first day to now her new house, and there's no air conditioners there. How long she will survive in that house? She will be totally first, maybe one minute she'll start getting what they say, gavrat. Then that gavrat will start, meaning that unease will start becoming frustration. And that first it, from that unease will become irritation. And that irritation will become frustration. And then it will be like, Allah forbid, like a detonation. Why? Because she had nothing else that she ever experienced. This was how she grew up. Now this is just one concept and this is such a simple thing to understand. Anybody can understand this. Likewise, somebody has grown up with a certain mindset now. They have a certain style of life they have now already built themselves into. Social media, chatting, talking to this person and that person and boys and whatever else and sending selfies here and there and all other kinds of watching movies and now the person suddenly this carried on now. 13, 14, 15, 16, it's getting deeper. Every passing day that addiction gets deeper. And now they made no effort to realign their lives. But well, this will carry on now. How long is it going to carry on? Suddenly the time came now, Madhesa is over, days of Madhesa are gone, 
we are now so to say in big capital letters very very neon lights graduated I graduated and came out so now they are still trying to find out what title to give us so any case now we graduated and came out of the institution the time has come now to move on in life now suddenly there's the next step of life is already there marriage now but now the person has lived her life in this manner now she goes into her new home so one day one week couple of weeks maybe maybe sometime one two months no social media as such meaning apart anything out of line for example not looking at anything that's any movies and this and that and the other not doing any other kind of out of but this thing is deep down now it's beginning to start start uh, surfacing again because you can't get that new life now that novelty of the new life is already now wearing off reality is setting in now the husband has got to go to work now she's alone at home what does he do now say well I'm alone now start watching something this is not just some fairy tales these are things which unfortunately very tragically and it's heartbreaking to even uh, discuss something like this the people who now after having then ruined their married life because of these kind of involvements now they are asking for advice but they are now also explaining how it happened where it started off from from before marriage this had become the way of life after marriage it couldn't change just got suppressed for a while and everything surfaced and then sooner or later the husband became wise towards going on and everything collapsed so now the chance that was there to take that nasihat the chance that was there to take that advice and to turn one's life for the better at that time the niyat also and the intention also was not there that I need to take this I have come here to this place to take deen deen externally also in my heart and mind as well the consciousness of Allah that I need to develop I need to make myself such a person that when I start moving my hand towards that phone I am first more conscious Allah is watching and therefore I can't do anything wrong with this when I am in my own space and time in my privacy Allah is watching this is what I have come here to learn and when a person has this niyat up front and a person's mind is focused in this direction I have come here to become a good Muslimah I have come here to learn deen so that I may practice deen <coughs> and inshallah pass it on to others as well this is what I have come for and the rest of it is secondary to help me live life in a way that I fulfill my functions correctly I don't have any difficulty so this is my purpose of coming here now this is that niyat we need to bring deep down in our hearts and minds and we then need to make dua Ya Allah this is my intention that I have made you make it possible for me to achieve this end result that I become a true Muslimah in my external life within my heart in my privacy where I am I am your servant all the time and I am obedient to you all the time my eyes are obedient to you my ears are obedient to you my tongue is obedient to you my heart is obedient to you my hands and feet are obedient to you I am totally in your obedience every moment of my life Ya Allah you make it such you grant me the tawfiq and ability so the niyat and dua and obviously the effort that goes along with it then inshallah we will see how things will open up for us
that we had the right intention, we made the correct effort, with dua also being made regularly, we will see how Allah Ta'ala will open the way for us. There is some degree of little mujahada involved. This is dunya. But that mujahada will bring us tremendous benefits in dunya also, and in akhirat, and our life in dunya will become a place of, will be a life of peace, of serenity, despite the challenges of dunya. At heart, we'll be content. We will not be restless at heart. We will, might feel pain, but we won't be overwhelmed. And we will find happiness in dunya already. The real place of this happiness is the akhirat. May Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. After the dua is completed, for a minute or two, a few minutes, all the students will sit down and write down their intentions, why they have come. What is their purpose? They will write it down and hand it over to the Maldima. And inshallah this will be forwarded as well so that in the light of this we may inshallah discuss something further. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. Allahumma aftah lana bil khair wa akhtim lana bil khair. Waj'al awaqib umurina bil khair biyadika al khair innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين